talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And welcome back to Messy Christianity Podcast. I've got my compadres, my, hey, hey, hey. my partners in crime, Brent and Kevin. Yep. How y'all doing today? Good, man. Sun's shining. Birds yeah. are singing. No damn paradise. Springs in the air. You know, it's Monday. Yeah. <laughs> we I record on Mondays, for those who don't know. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys actually take Mondays off when they're in ministry. I never understood that, though. I've always wanted to, to not burn a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sounds like another podcast. <laughs> it does sound another podcast. <laughs> when to take a day off? So, yeah. actually, honestly, when you wake up on Monday morning, Kevin, what 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 is your what's your frame of mind or your state of mind? Uh, <laughs> a lot of it depends on the Sunday before, I think. Um, but you know, it, the Sundays are tiring. Let me just be honest. So, yeah. um, I am in on Mondays, but I do start a little slower. But once I get here and get going, um. This is another podcast, I think. I try. No, to actually, use... it's this podcast. Okay, I'm, it fits okay. perfect. It's true. I guess you're right. So I try to use Mondays as a catalyst for the rest of the week. So, um, so start I... slow. Start slow, but yeah, <laughs> exactly. But no, but then sleep. But then, in. Sleep. I do a little bit, but then once I get here, like I'll work late on Mondays, even yeah. uh, just to try to get ahead for the week. Um, that for me that builds in a little margin for the rest of the week. So yeah, I know a lot of times you're here till eight nine o'clock on Monday nights, Mondays, and yeah. even even later before you had a. Uh, but that's uh, the way I work. I, I I tend to work in bunches. Like that's that's my mo, I guess. So. You know, funny bananas do that too. Oh wow, Brent, how about you? Funny. What's your what's your? Let's see. I wake up Monday morning and figure out how to get three kids out of the beds and off to school. And I'm so glad. Yes, that that's not me anymore. The, four, the fourth one gets to stay in bed for a little while longer because she's not quite. There yet. That is funny. The one that needs to stay in bed doesn't, and the one that do need to stay in bed. Mm. So mine is literally hit the ground running Monday morning. It's not a slow down day for no. me. What it's time you start? Five a.m. Oh wow! Gosh. It's five twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I like to tell people I don't get up before God does. Yeah. So, man, five a.m. Wow. You know, Easter. Uh, I always, I've always said, you know, we have sunrise services, but the, the guys didn't actually. See Jesus at sunrise. So I've right. always been a proponent of let's just waiting till later in the day. You know, the yeah. women can get up for sun. Okay, that's another. No, one, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, that's that's biblical. Yeah, okay. there you All go. All right, sorry. I'm, the I'm a I'm a late late start on Mondays as well. Yeah. Um. I on on Sundays I go home after after we're done on Sunday morning and I just yeah. I eat and then I go to, I I usually lay on the on the couch and try to watch a little football or basketball or whatever mm-hmm. but the whole Sunday afternoon shot and then of course yeah. we have home group at 5:30 on Sunday evening so we're we're doing yeah. that um so Mondays I I try to I try to get my brain in the right mode and and to me that happens by starting slow so when I wake up I'll do something around the house, or I'll I'll, I'll read, or just kind of just kind of get in the right frame mm-hmm. of mind because I know the week's going to be there. Which actually is our podcast question: is wh- how, what do we do to stay encouraged? How do we stay encouraged? That's the topic, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is important not just for people in ministry, but but for people who have have jobs doing doing whatever you doing know, anything. or or you know moms or dads or, or whatever station in life. So let's start. How do you stay encouraged? <laughs> I'm just throwing one out. This is practical as anything. Surround yourself with encouraging people. Yes. I mean, what, you can have people that are, you know, keep in line too, but if you're surrounded by completely negative people all the time that always bring you down, you, you know, you're going to you're going to uh, morph towards the conversations that you hear all the time. So 
Just so how do you do that then, Kevin, if you have a work environment that's not very encouraging? Ooh, that's a tough A couple one. of sharp wep- weapons. <laughs> yeah, that's a Duck tougher tape. question. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a, that is a tough Cinder question. Cinder blocks. Because if, if everybody in your whole work environment is like that, you know. Change jobs. Change jobs. I do. Qu- if you can. If you can. Yeah. I, that, but if there's a negative environment in the whole workplace, there's that's that, to me, that's a sign of a problem. Yeah. Uh, on some level, leadership or the people that have been hired, whatever it may be. Um, but that's definitely a, a sign of a problem. But. That's there's some things you can control and some things you can't. So, you know, I I guess you can't control that, but you can control the outside of that. Um, I'm not saying be fake positive all the time. There's that those people, too. But that's even worse. That's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. But everything's happy. Everything's good. You know, roses and cherries. I know my own life, like I can work myself up into a frenzy. Just, you know, you start talking about an issue and then you can make the issue go from a level one to level 10 just by talking about it. So topic is another thing to think through when you're wanting to stay encouraged, be guarding the topics that you actually start conversing about. Yeah. So let, let's do this. Let, let's just make a, a quick list of all the all the ways or all the things that can discourage us. So you said work environment could be a toxic work environment. Sure. Um, talk radio or talk TV is I think another one because it's bad news. Bad news sells, good news doesn't. Right. They always do a good news at the end of the story, but it's all but at the end of the the, the news hour. But it's always bad news first all the way mm-hmm. through. Um, what about um? Oh goodness, social media. Social I mean, media, let's yeah. just go out there. That, you're. I think you hit it dead on right there. Negative news sells. I mean, it's the, the breaking lead stories are not ever. You know, something positive, happy. Um, now, you know, I'm not saying barrier head in the sand and don't see the world around us, but if you fill yourself with negative 24 seven all day long, you're gonna be a negative person. What about, what about negative people? Like certain relationships that we have that are just, they're not life giving, they're life sucking, they're life draining. Would you be a proponent of ending those relationships or severely limiting them? Wow, that's a tough one because I think that really is a situational. Depends. It it really depends. Part of it is a prayer on our part. Did God put us or allow us to be in a situation in a in a relationship so that we can help someone out, or is it don't be unequally yoked and because they're bringing us down? You know, I work a lot with teenagers, and so we're always telling teenagers, watch out who you're hanging around, watch out who you're dating especially, and don't go into it thinking, I can bring them out of this bad place that they're in because I'm so strong. And the majority of time what we see happening, and this is not just teenagers, this is an adults also, Mm -hmm. we typically get sucked down instead of bringing people up. So that really is a tough one. That's, That's one definitely we need to guard. I think Definitely, who, we need to build build uh, walls, barriers, so to speak, um, guardrails, boundaries. Yes, boundaries, boundaries yeah. Who's so the influencer in the relationship? Would be my question. So, if you're the if you're the positive influence in this negative person's life, then just know where you're standing in this situation. That's good. The God God would have us to do that to be light in that situation. See, but if they're the influencer. That's different. Y- y'all are much more godly and graceful and biblical. Because my first thought is, man, cut it off. And obviously. Yeah. There's there's reasons not to always do that, but I think that at at, at a certain point you have to limit the negativity in your life because people who are negative 
will will find every opportunity to suck life out of you and if you're not if you don't have very firm boundaries to where you yeah. don't let them do that especially if you're a person who is a helper or or a person who empathizes a lot and maybe maybe that's maybe that's my problem yeah. I'm not that that's not necessarily well, me so I'm going to say cut it off and what? and keep yourself healthy so that you can help other people cuz you can't help people if you're in a bad spot agree one word of caution though is we it'd be too easy to it'd be easy to to define this world this word um a discourager or somebody that's not encouraging the wrong way yeah. so just because somebody doesn't agree with you does not necessarily they're Good a negative point. person Good point. um that may be the best friend you have um so you know i think we have talking about constant I know, complainers I know. I know everything just, is negative i'm just throwing the, yeah. the the warning out there to podcast listener land that you know because somebody can hear this with the wrong ears yeah. and things. jeff said that i'm supposed to right. cut you out of my cut life. everybody i know so i don't care that you're yeah. my child you've got to go <laughs> that's right. yeah we will, you disagree I, with me you're negative so you're gone <laughs> that's that's not no that's not but it. you know it actually takes a lot of courage to cut off relationships that are negative mm-hmm. and because we because we want to help and we want to get you know we want to be um, the person who guides them into a place of of happiness but right. but some people that's not our that not that's not our job necessarily always but it's also not our ability mm-hmm. because there could be so many things that are layered causing that that have to be addressed the the medical issue. Sometimes people aren't just negative; they've got they've got a depression issue, or they've got some type of a bipolar or or right. something going on that is psychosomatic or biological, and and that's that's deeper than just oh they're just a negative person. Yeah, I mean in our line of work too in the ministry, you know that old saying: this is not ministry; this is more psychology stuff. But hurt people hurt people. Yeah. We we deal with hurt people quite a bit, and so. Uh, that does complicate things because we are we can't cut our, ourselves off completely right. I, I guess especially in in that role i mean one on one friendships and who we choose to spend our, our our private lives with that that could be a different scenario i guess but you know uh, everybody's got people like that in their families so it's a it's a complicated question i think um and it also if we think through it from a time frame perspective I don't have to respond to that text this moment. Good. I don't have to respond to the email yes. this moment. Jeff, you got a great policy. I guess you still use 24 it. 24-hour, baby. Yeah, that you don't respond to an email in 24 hours, especially a negative one, because mm-hmm. you need to think through it, process it, how to respond in grace and truth and love, and let those balance out. So the same mm-hmm. thing with negative people when they're bombarding you, so to speak, with emails, text, phone calls, Take a step back and don't respond. Actually, don't react. Right. Respond. respond. So the Talk reaction versus that. response. I discovered this several years back That's dealing brilliant. with teenagers, and it's just the idea of what is the what is the difference between responding and reacting? I think our human nature as a defense mechanism is to react. And so reaction means that I'm not quick to listen and slow to speak. What it means is that I speak before I have time to think. I react. My fists come up, and I am in a defense mechanism to begin with, and that goes against the basics of the scriptural teaching. If we respond, response more often than not is in truth and love. 
and it gives us time to think and process and pray through a situation. A little bit more difficult when it's face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, but it's still very important to do that. One of the things I'm always talking with teenagers about, just because you're right, the way that you respond or react to mom and dad negates whether or not you're right. If you jump back, even though it's the truth, if you don't do it in grace and love— you're going to lose. doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Same thing with adult relationships. Take time to respond instead of reacting. Mm-hmm. You are just like Dr. Phil. You know that? Not quite as wealthy. <laughs> Not quite. And you have more hair. But I'm, I, I'm listening to you, and I'm going, we have a Dr. We Phil do. in the house. Wow. I'm impressed. So, so one of the things you said, though, sparked another uh, another little rabbit trail, is that Part of the way to stay to, that I stay encouraged is I try to bring things back into perspective because we tend to be very, um, very single minded or very uh, uh, limited in, in perspective, perspective on so many things. If there's a crisis, you know, things on the on the peripheral get blurry and we look at just a crisis and if we're not careful, we can make that crisis way, way bigger than it is. And that's why I have a 24-hour rule, which it's not for all emails. It's only for those contentious ones, that, or, and it's a text as well, or phone calls. Give myself 24 hours to cool off and think about it. That way I can say all the mean and nasty things without actually having to say them, and I can hear it in my head and go, yeah, it's probably not helpful. And sometimes it gives us time to reflect whether or not Maybe some of that was true. Absolutely. Right. There gotcha. could be some truth in it. Yep. So perspective, that's a big deal. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we tend to think in a perfect world, and especially as Christians, you know, we think we come to Christ and then it, it's a linear relationship now that everything's just going to Our relationship with God is just going to grow from this day forward, and everything's perfect. It's a straight line up kind of thing. Um, but... When we're honest, life is full, and even as Christians, life is full of setbacks. It's full of uh, disappointments. It's full of faith failures, even where we have times where we uh, don't do, you know, what we're supposed to. I'm, I think about uh, Abraham, you know, the father of our faith, father, father Abraham. He had many sons. He had many sons. Many sons had father Abraham. <laughs> I'm one. Of, okay, now, <laughs> and so are you. I'll stop. All right, <laughs> that's a joke inside for some of you out there in oh, listener geez. land. But Abraham, you know, God initially calls him, and there's a test of faith there. But basically, God's first promise to Abraham was, "I'm going to make you the father of many nations. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the sand on sea." Basically, your your life's going to be incredible. So it wasn't that hard of a decision. But from there. You know, that was the initial promise. Well, it wasn't till many, many, many years later in his older age where he, this fulfillment actually happened. So I think a lot of us are stuck between the promises and the fulfillment. And so in between that time, we do know that Abraham had a failure. Uh, Abraham, actually, at his wife's request, says, hey, why don't you spend the night with a maidservant over here, Hagar, Hagar and, and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and have a child? Your- so it... it Taking the bull by the horns and trying to make life something. So Abraham, father of our faith, you know, friend of God, Bible calls him. I think we can learn a lesson from that. But by the way, part of the reason I think that this happened is later in his life, he has the test at the altar with Isaac. So this series prepared him for that moment where he definitely passed that one. Um, but so the, the, the topic today is encouragement, you know, so how do we stay encouraged? Well, I think part of it is realizing that life is a 
it is ups and downs. It is failures at times. It, but the, but all of these, even can, even the failures, can grow our faith to something something bigger. Um, so we said have encouraging people around us. Yes. And um, you know that's that's one of the things I really enjoy about this office is we do have a lot of encouragement. You know, it's not it's not all rosy and perfect, but yeah, whatever. There's <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of laughter and there's plenty of jokes. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of seriousness too, so yeah. it, it's a, it's a good balance. So have friends that are that are encouraging and try to get some of the negativity away, at least mitigate it, limit it. Um, another one is keep perspective. Perspective. Right. Put put thing you know some things that seem big really aren't big in the grand scheme of things. I like to say it this way: things could always be worse, mm. and that's true for any situation. And all we have to do is just look at somebody who has it worse and go, you know what, I'm, I've got some reasons to be thankful. Mm-hmm. And then what you just said. Which I was, I was kind of tying into part of perspective, just yeah. keeping the perspective that life is linear. Yep. Uh, that it's not linear. It's it's ups and downs. and you know The different the, the, the span between the promise yeah, and, and the, the fulfillment. fulfillment, that's huge, especially for those who feel like God has called them to something bigger than themselves. Yeah. That's a frustrating thing because you are – you you believe you heard God's voice, but you see very little, if anything, at all happening. Mm. And what what we don't realize till we're older is God is working on the inside, and God is never in a hurry, ever. God, the waiting is part of it. Yep. I think one of the things many people make are, is challenging for folks is the idea, exactly what you were talking about, we pick hills to die on that aren't worth dying on. Mm. And so the perspective is really huge. And that's, that's one of those lines, I guess, that we that came out of ministry itself is choose which hills, choose which battles you're willing to lay down your life on. And many times we focus on things that really don't matter at the end of the day. And those are the ones that upset us, and those are the ones that we carry. And the really life-altering, life-changes type type of issues in life, just, just an example— Last week we had uh, we had an instance in our family's life where my wife's dad got real sick, went to the hospital, and here we are focusing on <laughs> at that very day disagreement with kids and and parents and kids battling and fighting, and then we look and say none of that really mattered because we got a possible life death situation going yeah, on here. And I think that's yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. It's about perspective. You know, another way to encourage and stay encouraged are the things that we read and the things that we listen to. We we touched about social media and 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 you know, television and things of that nature, but also books that we read. Mm-hmm. How much time do we spend in addition to reading scripture, which is encouraging, reading godly material? Or things that keep us encouraged and equipped and listening to what are the things that we listen to? Or we're listening to podcasts. What are the podcasts about? Are they about social media? Are they about technology? Are they about pointing us to Jesus? Same thing with music that we listen to. What type of music are we listening to? Is it always listening to the secular stuff? Or is there times when we listen to things that are going to point us to Jesus? So I think that's a way to stay encouraged is having that that constantly in, in our in our minds thinking and going to Jesus yeah. is a constant way to encourage. You know, and today we live in this Instagram society where everybody puts all the nobody puts their ugly pictures out there. Nobody puts their mundane pictures. It's it's always your best stuff. Um something it triggered something you just said triggered me, but um 
comparison. You know, it, it, we can get discouraged by seeing all this life and everybody else and then sitting there looking at it going, I am sitting on the couch, you know, uh, watching Golden Girls. You know, <laughs> I don't watch Golden Girls, by the way, but eating a Where bag of Cheetos. Where did that come I don't from know, if random. you don't watch Golden the Girls? The most random There's thing no way come that on, you have no. not interacted with Golden I've, Girls I've recently. Seen it, but not no, I really haven't. But I haven't. But that's the most random. Anyway, you, you no, no. I'm dude. You okay? Do not, okay. You do not out of nowhere just say Golden Girls. I did. Brent. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> I'm Travel saying, down the road. Okay. I would just admit it. Come on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. I, I've seen it. I don't know. But so you know. But we see I'm everybody else, and we see. I've heard this girls, said. Man. I don't know who said this. For, is that I'll from make Amazon this Prime or yeah, let's do it. <laughs> is it with a send it in, <laughs> listener. Send me one. I will wear it proudly. I will wear it. I will. I don't care. Shoot. How about how about I watch Golden Girls with Lydia? <laughs> That's it. Wow. So totally inside joke there. That's totally. All. Yeah. Yeah. I know somebody who might. What do were you that. saying again? I don't know. But staying encouraged. So Instagram. We see everybody's highlight reel. We we're only looking at our own blooper reel in life, and we're going. We're comparing ourselves to everybody else. Going. I'm nothing. You know, compared to this. And even even something very positive like. Uh, you know, I'll see a testimony online, a five minute testimony that's a great testimony. Uh, and it's set to music, and you hear these inspiring stories. You know, we watch these uh, these tear jerker little Facebook things all the time. The military dad comes up, all these kind of things. And we just sit there and look at it and go, my life is bad. But they've got music under them, tugging at the heartstrings, and even a testimony. Even a Billy Graham, Billy Graham probably sat on the couch eating a bag of chips watching. Probably not Golden Girls, but he probably watched something at some point. There's a lot of vanilla times in our lives, too. Times yeah. that are just mundane. That's the majority of life, though, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I think that's a big deal because we think that life is supposed to be all the time, all up and happy all the time and all, but most of life is very vanilla. And I think I, the, mo- the majority of Jesus' life was very vanilla. You know, and that's not a bad thing. Well, the Gospels are, I mean, it's only a. Small section of there was a lot of times in Jesus' life we don't know anything about. I mean, it we know what was written there, but there has to be way more. There's three years. So know? what we're really talking about then is expectations. Set mm. your expectations realistically. If I expect something that can realistically be achieved, I'm not going to be disappointed nearly as much as if I set my expectations somewhere where they're never going to be met or very rarely be met. That's a big problem with marriage. That's a big problem with employment. You know, we have these expectations, and, and oftentimes we keep them to ourselves. So there are, it's our own world of expectations. Nobody knows what they are, and therefore when they don't fulfill them, it's well, not their fault. It's our fault. It's, 20, it's, 20 years ago, I was warning teenagers about Hollywood depiction of what relationships look like. Mm-hmm. Now that's only magnified, but not just from Hollywood and movies, but now with social media and every, you know everybody's holding hands and everything's perfect, and it's just magnified that whole issue. It's right. It's it's um. Well, you know the old joke: in, uh, intimacy between a, a married couple. If they base that off of what they see in movies or what they've what they've heard of in movies, <laughs> you know, it's really a laughing stock if you compare the two. Y'all, y'all catch my drift, right? I, I mean. It's one of those things where, matter of fact, I'm I'm sure I've said it. Going, it's not like this in the movies, right? I mean, it's just. It's, hey, Rose, move over. There's enough room on that little floating <laughs> thing for Jack too. <laughs> I have Titanic no reference. idea. What? Titanic. Come on, man. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Oh, oh I got you. <laughs> where, 
Where did that come from? Same place as Golden Girls. It's lifetime last night. Uh, you were lonely, weren't you, this weekend? <laughs> My wife was out of town. This is true. This is true. Oh, man. Bachelor Pad Television yeah. 101. Oh, Golden Girls and Titanic. No, no. That is not advice. <laughs> With a bag of chips on the couch. Is that what you said? Cheetos. Yeah, you ate Cheetos. a whole gallon of ice cream, oh, didn't no. you? She might but listen. it was not vanilla. Not vanilla. <laughs> So, oh, so being encouraged, um, a lot of it has to do, and I'm I'm excluding phys- uh, physiological or um, you know chemical reasons for being uh, discouraged or for for, for seeing very sure. dar- for seeing darkness, but is uh, apart from that, a lot of being encouraged really is up to us. Mm-hmm. It's our it's how we choose. To live, how we choose to see. I like. I started saying this in the last couple of years because the more I read, the more I realized it's true. And any, I think even in the scripture you can find this: that if you change your thinking, you can really change your life. Because mm-hmm. how you think determines what you do. It determines um, what you see. Everything. Because you know we can see a picture, and if our thinking is negative, yeah, we're going to see the bad stuff in the picture. Yeah. But I can see the same picture, and if my thinking is positive, I can see the good in it. And so, one of how those you think makes a difference. One of those business guys, I think it may have been Zig Ziglar, but somebody a little phrase that stuck with me a long time. But your altitude is determined by your attitude. Yeah, um, there's so much truth in that. That so much of life is determined by the attitude we have about ourselves, about the people around us. That's so much of it. 30, 40 years ago, Norman Vincent Peale wrote a book called The Power of Positive Thinking, yep. which yep. was very popular. I remember reading that probably 20 years ago. I can't remember if much of it was Christ-centered. I really just I don't remember off the top yeah. of my head. But and, and none of us are saying it's about positive thinking. Right. It's about Jesus thinking. It's about Holy Spirit thinking. It's about being in tune with our Father in heaven. And that truly is the essence of it. That is a positive thinking frame of mind. But if we remove the Jesus aspect of it, positive thinking all day long is never going to satisfy life. Yeah. I mean, we can look at that from a political system, from movie stars, sports athletes, musicians, all of these folks that that you see story after story after story of negative, of death, of suicide, of, of horrible things happening because even though they were thinking positively and they were making tons of money, it didn't really work out in empty. the end. Yeah. It was. It was emptiness. Seems so like Solomon may have said Positive thinking yeah. is part of it, but the root of it, the foundation, has to be Jesus. Yeah. Earl Nightingale uh, wrote a, a, a book, or, or he had a, a, a talk that he left for his employees called the strangest secret i think that's the title and in it basically is the same idea it's the way you think directs what you do and what you do makes a difference in in the productivity and mm-hmm. so a lot of this is on us and as you say we we, we taught sometimes christians are afraid to say that because we want to we want to make everything spiritual and we want want to make everything jesus and 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 it's like okay, I'm just gonna let God have His way, but it's really not an either or. It is a both and. God mm-hmm. made us. He lives inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He's given us um, the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. but but it's not like He just jams it in there. 
there's a part of us. That's why the scripture tells us to put to death. That's an action. That's put a to death, yeah. that's a brutal action. Put to death, therefore, what belongs to the earthly nature. And so, as we're yielding to Him, He's filling us, and it's I guess you could say it this way: it's a partnership, and it's and it's all for the purpose of bringing God glory, and we bring God glory the best when we bear fruit. Negativity or discouragement can be a barrier to to what God may want to do in somebody's life. Absolutely. And I know we're coming to end of our time here. Maybe we could end with like giving some practical. So what are practical things we can do to remove these barriers that are preventing God from doing them? We've mentioned them already, but I think it'd be good to kind of recap some of those. But I would start it with uh, toxic relationships. You know, sometimes it is the right decision to end a toxic relationship. Um, or if not, not end it, remove yeah, ourselves worse, yeah. not as often. As, yeah, yeah. Put up a boundary. There. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, the input into your life needs to be metered and filtered. So I'm going to put good music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, th- the Bible says whatever is good, whatever is holy, whatever is lovely, mm-hmm. think on these things, yes. right? So I can't watch crime dramas every single day or listen to music mm-hmm. that's, that's, or political talk or radio. Or political, absolutely. <laughs> that That's... Drive you nuts. That's as bad as anything else. Yeah. I can't watch that and listen to that and then wonder, why am I so mm-hmm. negative? Yeah. Because what you feed is what you grow. That's it. Now, you didn't say, don't listen to it at all. What right. you're saying is limit the amount of it. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm not the judge and jury. You know, uh, I'm not the Holy Spirit in people's lives, so I'm not saying what to watch. I have my own boundaries, but but I am saying that we cannot be surprised that if we let negative stuff in, we're going to get negative out. Especially if we know that this is an area for us. Like if I know this makes me go negative, sure. Now I'm gonna listen to more of it. You're just throwing fuel on your fire. I've never understood horror flicks. Like like <laughs> why would why would anybody want to pay money to watch a movie to make them afraid to sleep at night? I I, I people do it. I don't know. You got Golden what. Girls out there. <laughs> That's right. Totally free. That's not Marathons. a bad horror flick, though. No, it could be, though. Oh, wow. What do you do or have? So I agree with what Jeff just said. For me, it's the eyes and ears. It's what what goes into our eyes and comes in through our ears truly resonates in our heart and becomes the outpouring of what we say and what we do. So we really do have to guard that and limit that. I think the... One of the most important ways to stay encouraged is to stay in submission. Hmm. So submission to to God, his teaching, his ruling in our hearts and our lives. So a prayer that I pray on a regular basis is for God to give me eyes to see the world the way that he sees it, for God to give me ears to hear the world the way that he hears it, and for him to transform my heart to be in tune to the same heartbeat of Jesus so that when I see things or hear things that are not lined up biblically, that are not lined up with his eyes and his ears and his heart, that the Holy Spirit will bring that to my attention mm-hmm. so that I know I don't need to be watching that, listening to that, be a part of that conversation. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So the, another podcast we need to, to do is the flip side of this. How can we be encouragers? How yeah. can we live li- a life that is a life giver to others? Because that's idea. really the kind of person that we aspire to be. Yeah. We want to be life givers. I think we are, but I think there's uh, there's, there's always, always room for, yeah. for more. Well, gentlemen, as always, lots of fun. Yep. Let's uh, sign off for now, and we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. 
three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. If you want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.